Well, a herniated disc is also known as a bulged or slipped disc and can be a source of back pain. But what exactly is it and how is it diagnosed, treated or prevented? We're discussing, is your back pain from a herniated disc? Welcome to Live Greater, a health and wellness podcast brought to you by the University of Maryland Medical System. We put knowledge and care within reach so you have everything you need to live your life to the fullest. This podcast sponsored by the University of Maryland Spine Network. I'm Joey Waller. Our guest, Dr. Eugene Koh, dedicated spine surgeon and the chief of orthopedic spine for the Baltimore VA Medical Center. Dr. Koh, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, first off, we sometimes hear the term, but for those unfamiliar, what exactly is a herniated disc? A herniated disc and kind of the best analogy that I like to tell patients is a disc is a part of the anatomy of the spine that helps you give flexibility to your spine. And the analogy that I like to tell patients is think about it as a mini pillow and cushion. And over time, that mini pillow and cushion can flatten out and herniate. And essentially what a herniation means is that the stuffing of the pillow can irritate some of the elements in your back, including the nerve elements. So what are some of the main causes of a herniated disc? Usually it's related to what we call degeneration of the disc. As we age, the stuffing of the pillow, per se, or i.e. the insides of the disc, lose water content, and they kind of become stiffer in some aspects. And the outer layer of the disc actually ends up sometimes cracking or having a hole in it where the stuffing of the pillow can come out. Usually what creates the stuffing of the pillow coming out or a disc bulge or flattening of the pillow, i.e. flattening of the lumbar disc, usually is caused by the natural aging process of the spine or some precipitated event where you're lifting something heavy in particular. It could be bending or twisting or repetitive motions of those activities of bending and twisting. So what are some of the signs and symptoms that could indicate that someone should see a doctor if they think this may be an issue for them? The biggest kind of symptoms for these herniated discs can be debilitating low back pain. And sometimes when it hurts the nerve elements, it can cause pain shooting down the legs. That's what we call radicular pain. We get very concerned about weakness in the leg that might be affected, or it can sometimes, if it's a big herniated disc, cause problems with bowel and bladder control. And so those are the big concerning things that probably necessitate going to an emergency room to get it evaluated. Interesting. So the symptoms might not necessarily be in the back itself. It may be elsewhere, as you just said. Now, if this does turn out to be an issue for someone, how about being able to manage it versus possibly needing surgery? What happens from there? For majority of people who have a herniated disc, but present with back pain that often associated with leg pain, in about 90% of patients with an acute disc herniation, they'll end up getting better within six to eight weeks with minimal intervention and maybe some medication management, including some non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medication like Tylenol or ibuprofen, as well as other medications that can help with the pain. For some people who have severe amount of pain and is not managed well with medications, 
we can make recommendations of an epidural steroid injection, which is putting localized steroids nearby the herniated disc that can significantly relieve pain. And the final solution for this is to remove the herniated disc that's actually irritating the nerve roots. That can be through a surgery, and usually it's a minimally invasive surgery called a microdiscectomy. So you're saying there that whether it's treatment, which you described, or the need for surgery, a herniated disc is something that can be completely healed, right? It can. When people have resolution of their symptoms by six weeks, the thought is that the disc, or per se the stuffing of the pillow that's irritating the nerve roots, is getting reabsorbed so it's no longer irritating the nerve elements. There's an unfortunate few that that herniated disc isn't being reabsorbed and is continuously irritating the nerve elements. And that may require an interventional process, an invasive process like an epidural steroid injection or a surgery, including a microdiscectomy. So if surgery is needed, is there a roughly typical scenario in terms of rehabilitation timetable, how long it takes to get back to being your old self? Usually I tell patients that no matter what you do, whether it's surgery, no surgery, there's a possibility of re-herniating that disc. And in about 5 to 10% chance of possibly re-herniating that disc, even if there is surgery, no surgery. For patients who undergo surgery, there's usually a very small incision and that incision needs to heal up. So usually we tell patients to take it easy and let the incision heal up for about two weeks. And then we slowly increase their activity levels as everything gets better and improve. Usually they're back to the swing of things by the four to six week period of time. Now, doctor, those of us that follow sports know that you hear the term herniated disc quite a bit in the sports world where it's an athlete that has come up with this condition. If it's not degenerative, if it's not from regressing over time and it's something more acute, an injury or excess use, do those type causes typically happen more in people that are athletic, that are working out, even if it's just regular weightlifting, weekend warrior, you know, your average Joe, or do people often do it as well, let's say at work by lifting things the wrong way, or maybe I'm wondering also, could it take just one wrong move? Maybe you go to pick up the end of the couch and you're just not in the right position. I guess I'm wondering, is there sort of a typical person if it's not degenerative and it's more acute, is there a typical person, a typical scenario that would cause this? To answer your first part of your question, definitely the high-performance athletes put a lot of strain on their spine, and they're a little bit of a higher risk because of the, the performance they're putting on their bodies and then the strain that they put on their bodies. The second part of your question I would say is that, yes, it is common for patients with repetitive motions of their back, like heavy lifting, that end up having particularly being set up for herniated disc or back problems. And the final part of your question is, yes, it can happen to a person with a single event of lifting it something heavy or twisting in a funny position that causes that herniated disc to come out and aggravate some of the nerve elements. Will it ever, if it's 
let's say, on the more minor side? Will it ever heal on its own? And I'm not suggesting someone not see a doctor, of course, but do you ever say, hey, let's maybe just give it some time, or does it always require some sort of intervention by a physician? Yes, so about 90% of patients, when they have an acute episode of low back pain that we assume is a herniated disc, will get better within six to eight weeks with minimal medical management, including over-the-counter medications, including ibuprofen and Tylenol. Patients need to be evaluated and see a doctor is if the pain is persistent and you have some worrisome signs of neurological symptoms. And what I mean by neurological symptoms is if you're starting to have weakness in your legs, if you're having persistent numbness and tingling in your legs, you're having also loss of bowel and bladder control, those are very concerning symptoms that need to be evaluated by a doctor. And usually the doctor will then order uh, MRI, magnetic resonance imaging, in order to look at your spine in advanced detail and looking at all the soft tissue and nerve elements that might be affected. How about prevention? Can a herniated disc be avoided, and if so, how? The best way to try to prevent the, the disc from aging and being the best health is actually a couple things that we can do in our lifestyle. One of the biggest things that we can do is actually not take up smoking. Smoking actually causes the blood supply to the disc to actually be a lot less. And so the disc tends to age and degenerate a lot faster and I put it at a higher risk of herniating. There's been some studies that suggest that smokers have a 10 times higher risk of herniating discs or having what we call degenerative discs and having low back problems throughout their life. The second thing that can be very helpful is nutrition. Obesity or overweight can cause a lot of pressure onto the spine. And if you're in good enough health and in the right limit, you actually can decrease the amount of herniated discs that you have. Studies that are out there that show that obesity and overweight is a risk for re-herniating discs after surgery. And final thing is what puts strain on the spine is using your back muscles, what we call the paraspinal muscles, and puts a lot of strain on the nerve, the bony elements, as well as the disc to support your torso. So doing great dynamics for your back when you bend over, developing your core abdominal muscles, helps reduce the strain on your lower back. And so in closing here, doctor, what's the main message would you say that you want people to take away from our discussion? The biggest take-home message is that for most patients with acute episode of low back pain that may be caused by a herniated disc, most of the time, 90% of the time, will get much better with expected management, with conservative treatment, including over-the-counter medications. And by six to eight weeks, we expect your back pain to be much better. The worrisome signs that get us concerned and that you need to be evaluated by a physician sooner than that six to eight weeks is if you start having symptoms of weakness in your legs in addition to your back pain, as well as issues with control of your bowel and bladder. Those are things that we need to address quite urgently in that aspect to make sure that we understand what's causing those symptoms and to make sure that we can treat it expeditiously. All right, great. So, folks, if you have back pain, again, it may be a herniated disc, and now you know some of the causes and treatments of that. Dr. Eugene Ko, thanks so much again. Thank you.
And this episode is sponsored by the University of Maryland Spine Network, connected by the renowned University of Maryland School of Medicine. The UM Spine Network is home to the state's leading spine experts with convenient locations throughout the state. UM Spine Network physicians collaborate to create comprehensive care plans for patients across the full spectrum of care. When you work with a UM Spine Network physician, you can expect to receive the high-quality, evidence-based care that you deserve. Find more shows just like this one at umms.org forward slash podcast. And thank you for listening to Live Greater, a health and wellness podcast brought to you by the University of Maryland Medical System. We look forward to you joining us again. I'm Joey Waller.